Welcome to the Clary Podcast, a division of Aaron Clary, LLC, brought to you by assholeconsulting.com. Aaron Clary, Chairman and CEO. And now, your host... Captain Capitalism himself, the world's only professional asshole, Aaron Clary. I think we can all agree, for our own safety, especially those of you who live in Las Vegas, that uh, Asians are just absolutely horrible drivers. You are are, and I would like to say you should be ashamed of yourselves, uh, but, well, one, a lot of these, I'm in Vegas right now, a lot of these people are tourists, and if you're a tourist anywhere, you're not going to be a good driver, um, but I don't think you're capable of, the number one, <clears throat> explain it to you this way, the number one reason Asians make such bad drivers is because they are beyond shame, they're unaware they, uh, they're, they're not tuned in, they're not clue-full, they're clueless, and therefore they, they, they don't pay attention. They don't pick up on the cues. The social cues like, hey, do you see that fucking mirror that's to your top right? And occasionally if you look at it, do you see all the cars behind you? But then you look to the front and there's no cars ahead of you because you're parked in the fucking left lane, violating the most precious and valued of all American and, and Western civilization, the west, uh, the left lane. Think maybe that tells you something. No, ho, ho, ho. Oh, me drive 40 miles per hour. Me call, go vroom, vroom. Ho, ho, ho. Oh, my God. Aaron, that's racist. No, no, no. No, it's not racist. I don't, I don't hate Asians. I don't want to. But I do want to kick your fucking asses. Maybe slap you dipshit uh, fuckers. Wake up when you come to this country, or or whether you're visiting or whether you're an actual citizen. How hard is it? How hard? Don't tell me you can't figure out how to drive. I remember in the 1990s, all the Asian kids could master, could fucking master. The day it came out, they could master. Uh, what was the game? Um, fatality. What the hell was it? Had the weird five-star pattern. Buttons with the joystick, um, ultimate death, rip your spine out, kick you in the ass. What the hell was the name of that? Uh, had Raiden, Johnny Cage, uh, oh, for Christ's sake. Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat. Any Capcom, any game that would come out, you could master it. You could. Don't tell me you can't figure out the rules of the road. Don't tell me you don't know the left lane is to, to go fast. But they don't. See, that's the thing. I don't think this is... It's capable. I don't think it's ca- they're capable of learning because they're, they're just so clueless about it. That's why assholes consulting in, in general me. You can't, you can't be nice to people. You see, well, maybe if you... You know, we, we'd like you to... Maybe could you... No, fuck you. Hey, listen, Chang, come here. If I see you in this left fucking lane again, violating the sanctity of the American way... Driving your fucking import, going 10 miles an hour under the speed limit, 
I'm gonna make it so you don't get back to China, all right? I wanna make it so you go back with a serious limp. You're gonna walk in a circle in Beijing because your left leg ain't gonna work no more and it's not gonna step as far as the right. And they're gonna call you Circle Boy. Because you're always gonna be walking around in a circle saying, oh, what happened to Chang? Oh, Chang drives slow in left lane, run across famous American Aaron Clary. Aaron Clary beat left leg out of Chang. Chang no longer walks straight. Oh, not ho, ho, ho. And I think it is, I don't think they're um, tourists. There can't be this many tourists. Because I don't go to this strip. By the way, I'm in Vegas, didn't know if you know. Yes, we're doing that thing where I save the time to do the podcast now because I didn't have time before. <coughs> but the... Um, they're domestic. They're they're Americans, <laughs> and kind of like the moms with the soccer moms with the SUV. Not that bad. They drive real slow. They just they're not paying attention. And I'm out in the burbs. I'm not out. I'm not out on the on the strip. There you can't you can't even drive slow. Everybody drives slow. There's too much damn traffic. Get out to the burbs. Oh oh. Oh, there, what's a what's a female version? The male drivers aren't as bad. We're not. We're just not. We're better. We pay the fuck attention. Technically, you should be, ha, ha, ha. Me, man, cargo, vroom, vroom, 40 miles per hour. But they're timid, Aaron. See, they're timid. They're shy. They're just, they're just, it's the Asian. Fuck it, then go drive in Asia. God almighty. I'll tolerate diversity in the schools. You can ruin our culture. You can make it so nothing's great. We replace it with uh, <clears throat> mediocrity. And oh, what's your skin color? Oh, what do you believe your gender is? Oh, what's, what's this thing that you don't control that you just claim you have? Oh, diversity, yay. But when it comes to skill and talent on, on a communally used piece of property like the highway system, I want talent. I want skill. I want excellence. And you can have the other two lanes. Just leave the left lane for us top dogs, okay? Leave it for us real Americans who know how to drive fast. Leave it for the men. Sorry, ladies, you're horrible drag. You are. Yeah. If there's a case, why do we have lower health and car insurance? Because <coughs> you don't drive as much, ladies. That's why men drive more than women. That's why we have higher rates. Well, and then when we're younger, we are stupid dumbasses. But we don't drive legally well. There's a difference between driving well and driving legally. Legally well is when you got the, you're getting your license. And then you got the, you know, they, they put the Gestapo agent in with you. See whether you're worthy of having a driver's license. Okay, you drive five miles and under on the speed limit. You're always looking around. You're adjusting your mirrors. You haven't even started the car yet. Check the tires, this and that. The shit nobody does in the real world. I remember long ago when I got my license. I got points docked. They, they must say, look, you got to dock up for some kind of points. And I had, I think I was going into reverse and I put my arm behind the seat, uh, you know, to look behind, make sure there's nothing behind you. 
and uh, the fact that I took my hand off the steering wheel was kind of semi-driving with my left hand on that. I got dock points. It's like, who the fuck holds on with both hands? Well, the parallel parking. Book said 10 and 4. Stepdad said 9 and 3. Other people said 2 and 8. Never said, oh, how do I hold my hands? Oh, it's at 2 and 4. No, it's 5 and 3. Oh, who the fuck are you people? Um, so, it is sort of the Clary Podcast. I have dropped my friend off at the airport an ungodly hour in the morning. Been here two weeks. Banging out a book. That's why there haven't been posts on the interwebs. And then what freedom I have had, I've been, got two rounds of golf in. My game has drastically improved. I now can get, I, I'm, I'm doing par one above par, not too shabby. Thought he could use a little work. A friend of mine came out, and uh, she's like, uh, you know, "Oh, you know, this, this is a fun game. Oh, this is a game. What's good?" I'm like, eh, "As long as you don't hit it off the." Oh, okay. And then she proceeds to like do way better than I ever did starting. I hate those people. Natural swings. This is easy. It's like, no, 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 no. You, you, you just have a knack for it. You truly do. This is not easy. It's difficult and grueling, or it should be, because that's the way I suffered. I had to pay the price. To get some fun in. And then everybody, hey, are you getting to my video request? I, t- I said it in two days ago. Yeah, I will get to your video requests. See, I know you're really busy. I know you're doing something. Did you get to my... Re- <laughs> trying to write a book in under a week. And successfully, too, I might add. And then people are like, hey, hey, hey. I'm, you know, did, did, did you get... Yeah, got it. Got it. <laughs> and your patience wears thin doing all this other stuff. That's the other thing. Like, hey, I'm going to do this spectacular thing. And I would like people's support. And by support, I mean shutting the fuck up and not nagging me or asking me when I'm going to get to all this shit. I have this Herculean task. I'm going to do something that's amazing. You know, I'm going to do... I'm going to write a book in a week. You know, like Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. The guy who wrote that, I guess he did that in a weekend. You know, greatness is achieved by doing not normal shit. And anytime you step out of normalcy, anytime you step out of your routine, anytime you dare be Lester Burnham in American Beauty, oh my God, society thinks they fucking own you. Wait, hey, wait, you, you know, I tell you, that's really what it is. Anytime, oh, the Japanese got a great saying, uh, the, the nail that sticks out gets the hammer. That's perfectly, like, you can tell them, I am going to be doing X. X will take me two weeks of 16 hours a day where I'm going to be giving everything else up to achieve this great masterpiece, this great uh, accomplishment, this great hurdle. Please be aware I will not be myself, and then... That I will have to. Oh, sure. Where are you? You know, could you get the. 
No fuckface, I can't. I'm busy. Oh, and by the way, riding 16 hours a day, not a fun activity. Imagine writing a book report that takes two weeks and you're writing it for 16 hours a day. Oh, you could go to as many cigar lounges and cafes and coffee shops. You could change up your environment. You're still sitting there. You're still looking at the... It's still a book report. The two-week-long book report from hell. Must be great being an author. No, no, no. It sucks being the actual author. That sucks. That's like... that. Not only is that a book report, that's a book report you actually have to do good at. You, like, really got to work at it. You can't just, you know, watch the movie, read the back of the uh, of the book, and then read the last two or three chapters. Oh yeah, Catcher in the Rye. It's uh, a kid who plays baseball with a mitt and a glove, and he uh, he's in the rye weeds. And uh, I don't know what I never read Catcher in the Rye. Matter of fact, I don't think I I, I can't remember one damn book. I want to point that out to all you English teachers out there. Who, you never had any intention of teaching these boys or girls or introducing them to literature. You never did. <coughs> you just wanted, oh, yeah, I'll read this book so I can see here. Yeah, yeah. Why didn't you understand the protagonist view like I was trained to view the protagonist in my worthless fucking college class on literature? Write a four-page book report on uh, this shit happened and then the guy said that. And basically, I'm writing this book and condensing it into four pages. What is the point of that? Look, the kids are already literate. Reading is a good... Look, if you want to introduce them to ideas, we'll talk about philosophy. Don't fucking hide it. Don't fucking obscure it in some book that the kid doesn't understand, the catcher and the rye. This is a metaphor to be an axiom, to be interpreted. Kid just wants to be like, fuck, I want to go out and play. The irony of having kids read Mark Twain. And, and you know, here's, here's uh, what was the one? Um, was it The Adventures of Huck Finn? Where he, I, Again, I didn't read it either. But there, you know, he's actually being a boy. The irony and tragedy of reading about a boy doing fun shit during summer with his, uh, with his buddy. Um, isn't it? Yeah, it's his buddy. I think. Yeah. Nigger Jim. That's who it is. Oh, did you say nigger? Yes, I did say nigger because that was his name. That was the time. So here's kids reading about rafting and going down south and enjoying life, but they're indoors. Oh, it's the same thing as like the summer reading program. All you libraries and librarians should all be dragged out in the street and shot. How dare you offer a reading program in summer? As if those kids haven't had their fucking minds kept as prisoners by the crappy books you forced them to read and being indoors. It's beautiful outside. Every kid should be out hiking around. If it was up to me, you wouldn't be reading books. You'd be literate. You'd read like, yeah, can you read that sign? Yeah, can you text? Can you can you do it? Can you make a job application? I put writing down. Okay, can you write? Okay, that's good. Fuck if you're reading. You're gonna be outdoors going to national parks. That's what the old captain would do. We're gonna we're gonna go we're gonna build a raft. We're gonna send it down the Mississippi. I and mean, I don't care how many of you die in the process. I'll teach you something. Jimmy, grab your axe. No, we're not using the chainsaw. You go do it old school. Grab some uh, vines. Make it into rope or twine. All right, let's go. That'll be more of a learning experience.
No, the library over in the WBL summer. Reading fun time. Like when the sun's out and it's perfect and wonderful. Yeah, fuck fuck the lake. Why would you want to go to the lake? Why would you want to fish? Why would you shit for God's sake as an adult you'd rather honestly, honestly, you rather you should. You'd rather just go and drink. That's a more rewarding experience than fucking wasting a perfect summer day than reading a book. Says the author. <laughs> I have three editors. The reason I have three editors is because uh, one is not enough. They are editors. I got personalities. Um, you gotta, you gotta um, realize they're only gonna catch the mistakes they're trained to catch. <clears throat> so I have three different, disparate uh, editors, and they'll all catch different things. And so the final product. I think between those three editors will have most of the typos and everything. And my editor, he looks, he's like, this isn't a word. I'm like, yeah, it is. No, it's not. I'm like, who's the author here? Well, no, but Eric, come on. I, 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 I. If I have a question about how to edit something, I will ask you. If, if, but when it comes to writing, I, and I have every every book I've written, I, maybe not every, but most books I've written, <clears throat> kind of like a reference to Jennifer Aniston. Of which this book has a reference to Jennifer Aniston, by the way. Um, All my books have a word that's been made up because the English language was not robust or diverse enough to satisfy my authoring needs, so I I created a word. Usually it's an adverb, somethingly. It's the only thing I remember in English. L-Y was an adverb. What's a verb or an adverb? Fuck if I know. What are these guys doing? Alright, I am pulling up on the Southern Command. I will continue this later as I walk to the bus stop. Oh, who texted me? Gotta turn it off. Yep, phone's gotta turn off before... There we are. It's because of the stupid people. This is gonna be a crappy podcast, by the way. I'm gonna do a new thing, golf podcasting. It's when I get out on the golf course by myself... And there's a bunch of old slow fucks in front of me, and I gotta sit and wait for them to clear, cause I could hit them. That's basically I'm doing it for their benefit, even though I hate them. I'm doing it for their benefit, so I don't hit them. And you guys are gonna, and then and then that delays my game. So then I'm like, oh, I don't have time to podcast. What I'm gonna do? I'm gonna podcast while I golf. I'm gonna set the phone down. I'm gonna use the nine iron. Line up the shot. Missed it by a mile. Off to the right of the green. Oh, by, by the way, there's no green on this golf course. You get. You, I'll, let me explain pricing of golf for you here. It's basically fifty dollars is cheap for eighteen holes, <clears throat> and then it only goes up from there. Now, if you if you get in the early bird special, or if it's particularly hot or cold, you can get yourself a good deal. I'm gonna, I'm gonna use my pitching wedge. And uh, this one was $19 for 18 holes. <laughs> I was like, oh, maybe it's just... No. It's because you, you're golfing on dirt. You're golfing on freaking dirt. You can't get underneath the ball. That's my game sucks. 
There we go. <coughs> I'm on the green now. Technically, I've never been on the green once because it is so dry out here and they don't water the golf course that um, the greens, the last part where the hole is, turns into concrete and the golf ball just bounces off of it and keeps rolling to the other side. And these old guys, my God. I was playing with a bunch of old guys yesterday and those guys proceeded to kick my ass. That's awesome. That's the first time in a year of golfing. I've ever ran into old people that didn't slow shit down. An 81-year-old Navy vet just kicked my ass. All right. I can, I can putt with one hand to record. This is... Gotta go off the green here. I sound like the golf guy. He's going to go off the green here. Using a putter on the rough, that's not normal. Come on. Come on. I should be a golf announcer, cursing and swearing. Look at the tits on her. I do her. There, there, we, there, there we go. Look at that. Only two above par in this one. And because there's no water out here, and, and the, green, the greens are brown, the ball, the, the benefit you have when you drive the ball, because <laughs> the ball is the same color as, as the ground, uh, the only way you can tell where it hits is you see a puff of dust where it hits, even though there's grass underneath. And then you got to figure, oh, it's going to roll, and sure enough, it rolls off the fairway. It's moot at this point to have a fair. This is, this is, it's not even ghetto, it's a nice neighborhood, but the, <coughs> it's sad when the golf course is the worst piece of property in the place. We've got nice houses out here. This really looks like Fallout 3 version of a golf course. Like you'd expect some alien creatures to be out here and some bandits. Yeah, there they are, taking their sweet freaking time. God damn it. So I'm going to splice in a podcast I had recorded, <clears throat> just a segment, when I was driving back from the airport. Another shitty podcast. And we're going to have the Frankenstein podcast. I'll put this at the end. It's going to be a crappy podcast. I'm just, I'm just not going to lie to you guys. <coughs> crappy golf putting me in a crappy mood. Got all my work done. Caught up with everything. Had time. I, I golfed yesterday. Usually I take a day or two break. You know, and I'm like, no, I got all the time in the world. Did my, did my chores. Did my asshole consulting. Now, well, that guy just threw his club. He must not. He must be having as bad a day as I am. Uh, three fat old white guys just putzing around. I may just call this quits. Go for a hike instead. Not having any fun. Not that, for those of you who don't golf, it, it's hard it is. Let me let me paint a little bit of a, a better picture. You need greens. You need you need your courses to be green <clears throat> because grass provides a little bit of a loft to the ball. And if the ground is a little bit moist, you can kind of get underneath the ball. It's all about the the angle of your club, of the head of the club, and that determines how high it goes and thus how far it goes. So ultimately determining that is whether you can get underneath the ball. But if, you're, if the ground is dry, it, you can't really get underneath the ball. And uh, you just always hit the top of it, which 
makes it go straight. It never, it doesn't get any loft, and it's almost impossible to play the game. And so it's maybe why these old timers are taking forever. I used to, when I first started golfing, I, I golfed on the cheapest, obviously, because I'm me. I golfed on the cheapest golf courses, and it was incredibly frustrating because it was, it was like this. It was hard. It was in Phoenix, it was Arizona as well. That's that's the other thing. And uh, for every really nice golf course they have that Tiger Woods plays on, they have ten crappy municipal ones that you may as well be golfing in a parking lot. And I, I was getting really frustrated. Then I go, and my buddy's like, oh, come on up to Scottsdale. We'll do, we'll do. And he had some kind of membership. And we go in, and it was it was like having sex with a fat chick and then having sex with a skinny chick where you could actually find her hoo-ha. It was, it was like, oh, this is how it's supposed to be. Oh, this is so much nice. Like, the ball's going where I want it. I'm hitting it pretty. It actually was better for me to train on concrete than it was. <clears throat> than it was the lush green uh, Scottsdale one. And then I pulled up and I looked. You could just tell. <laughs> Pull up to the golf course, uh, the pro shop or the golf house club or whatever, where you, where you get your your tea time and everything. And you're just looking around. Everything's like the 1970s. Like, oh, yeah. This is going to suck. <sighs> no reason to rush it, though, because it's rush hour right now. And i got to stay on the south side, pick up somebody at the airport. And then uh, still stay on the south side, because it'll still be rush hour. And then i got to head east. I think I don't have to go through actually Las Vegas. Hey, Larry Moe and Curly fine with the thing. All right, we're going to do a drive now, guys. We're going to be a drive. You're going to hear. Eh, I don't need a driver for that one. I'm going to use. What am I going to use? Use a six iron. Let's put a six iron. God almighty, there's dust. Dust all over. My golf bag is normally green and, and red and black, and it's all dust. Uh, yeah. You know what? I'm going to use the driver. Yeah, I'm going to use a driver. Use a five driver. <clears throat> and here we go. Interestingly enough, there's nowhere near the amount of cigarette butts I normally found. I figure if people were golfing on this course, they'd be pretty ghetto, but they're not. It's pretty clean. Alright, hang on, here we go. somebody's house. Let's try again. Oh, it's still up. There we go. Complete. I'm, I'm just going to keep hitting until I get one that works. I'm, I've got plenty of balls. I'm getting tired of this hook and shank. I may just end this early. This is a shitty golf day. Oh, for fuck's sake. That, that Someday the golf gods just are trying to tell you something. 
I picked up this hobby to relax and it has not been a relaxing day. I think I've lost more golf balls on this course than any other course. See, the great one, he'll, he'll do a podcast uh, while he's hiking. I'm an elitist. I do one when I'm golfing. He talks to the animals that he sees. Oh, here's a deer. Here's a rat. I talk about all the old fat white guys I see. Hey, there's Stan. There's Fred. There's guys with other old guy names. Okay, there's one ball. I guess I'll play that one. Go. Oh, they're right next to each other. Oh, that wasn't a bad hit. Thank God it bounced off this guy's concrete wall. <laughs> I'm gonna grab this one. Right. If you think this is boring, just uh, wait till you tune in and watch real golf. Alright, I'm gonna use the nine on this one. Right into the sand trap. All right. I'll explain the sand traps to you. You gotta. I don't know why they do this, but sand traps have to be groomed and raked correctly, and they provide a little bit of a rake. So when you walk in, you can rake away your footsteps. They're nice. Nice. I honestly don't know how this podcast is going to turn out. Don't really care. <clears throat> this is a throwaway podcast. Ever have one of those days? You don't put in your full effort of work? Because why would you? Oh, wait, that's every day. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going to... I think I may just go find a burger and get a burger. I gotta drive around. It's funny they got size. Say don't don't drive on the greens. It's like why? There are no. Okay, I won't drive on the greens. I'll drive on the browns. Oh, there those guys. God Almighty, they hit it 50 yards. That's about all they hit it. Okay, we'll do the one-handed putt again here. That was a better putt than I thought. Got a lot of nice houses on this golf course. Kind of 1960s James Bond house, kind of Brady Bunch type of houses. Little kind of, you know, Rambler types. You look in them, it's like, oh, looks like happy people live there. Do they have happy families? Are the parents still married? Was Christmas a time of joy instead of disappointment? There we go. That was par as far as you guys know. This is supposed to be the busy season of golf in Vegas. That's what the old man yesterday told me. So, oh yeah, it's busy season. Is this normal? Like, yeah, yeah, it's busy season. I'm like, this is. Like, man, I've been on some courses. Oh my God, look at how dirty this club is. Good Christ. Good Christ. Get this. God Almighty. 
Never had to take a shower after golfing. So much dust on this course. It... Alright, am I gonna hit Herbert and Frank? Oh yeah. It's a problem. I'm not really good at driving, but if I do connect, it goes far as hell, and I would easily. Those guys are totally within striking distance. They're pretty far away, but I'm looking at them. They do look like fuddy duddies. The guy's got socks up to his knees almost. They're all overweight. All right, all right. That's enough of this thing. I'll, I'll, I'm not going to torture you guys anymore. I might do a. A podcast from the truck while I wait for my buddy. We'll see you guys later. Toodles. Okay, finally the third and final and shitty segment of which the, this actually be the second segment. The third segment I've already recorded from like a month ago, two months ago. So uh, this is indeed the Frankenstein pod. Now I'm, now I'm at, where the hell am I? I'm on Paseo Verde. I'm at the I have them look this up. I'm at the High Coffee Cafe over in Henderson, over on Stephanie and Paseo Verde. They had good internets. Oh, they had good internets. And then I downloaded all the fan mail, and I put it on a Microsoft Word document so I could read in the fucking van so I don't scare all the touchy-feely, noodle-armed millennials in the coffee store. Uh, Dear Mr. Clary, this is no consultation request, but the testimony of a 19-year-old who hopes... You will get back, get a kick out of this email and it reminds you that you have changed lives and personalities. Today I took the initiative to take ballroom dance lessons. So after signing up, very excited, I would have not done it without inspiration from you. I started talking to a guy while waiting for the bus. I forgot how it started, but he talked about how his wife divorced him after he got laid off and how he's 39 and living with his parents and how the last few years has sucked, etc., etc., to which I gave him advice uh, from Stoic philosophy, to which he seemed receptive. Then he mentioned maybe finishing off his economics degree and getting a PhD in it. Also mentioned grabbing, getting a psychology degree. I know, oh, I remember this. Okay, this is good. Now here's here's where you you guys got. Oh, this is brilliant. This is such. Oh, no, I know. I always say this. You you try to be the good Samaritan once. And then if people reject you and spit in your face, you become their worst enemy. You stab them right in the fucking back. You, you, oh, this is brilliant. This is so brilliant what this kid did. Okay. Uh, then he mentioned maybe finishing off his economics degree and getting a PhD in it. Also mentioned getting a psychology degree. I asked him why he would go to college for economics or psychology, and it had to follow up with a question by asking him why he wouldn't just get that information online instead of paying thousands of dollars. But then he said, psychology to help me with marketing skills, economics so I could show idiots why trickle-down economics sucks and that raising the minimum wage won't hurt workers. <laughs> What, what this guy doesn't know is if pretty much is what the minimum wage is one of those few things that uh, leftists and conservative economists, of which there should be no such things, uh, actually agree on that you should not just jack up the minimum wage. That there actually shouldn't be one. So th- th- this guy obviously has a political bent, uh, bent. I felt horns grow and my interprofessional asshole swelled. Despite his rough life, he still needed to feel the cold, dark dick reality. And I was all too happy to potentially start the engine. I responded with, yes, I think that getting your degree would be the smart thing to do now. Follow your dreams and the money will follow, right? He said, I wouldn't do it for the money. I'd do it for the knowledge. Oh, what a precious, stupid fuck. 
then absolutely go for those degrees. If anything, I think you'll find that they enrich your life. Oh, look at you, Ethan. Ethan, you go, man. You go, little asshole in the making. I don't care if you respond or not. I just hope you enjoyed that. I wouldn't have had that conversation if it weren't for you. So thank you, Mr. Clary Steen. Pronounced Steen, not Stein. Sincerely, Ethan. Thank you. Ethan, I save that. That one goes into the 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 emails of mementos, the box of mementos. Another fan mail. Dark Knight of Advice Columns. This is Nolan Ferry again. I, I, guys, I don't remember. Thousands. Literally thousands of clients, guys. I don't remember you people. I'm the dude who ordered 11 books directly fr from you in May to give to classmates. I do remember that. I was graduating from high school. He puts from capitalized because the prepositional phrase or whatever, the, the, the occupational, the locational phrase is there. It is graduate from high school. Thank you. Uh, I was graduating from high school with got to have that from in there or you'll get your panties in a bunch. You're damn right I will. I'll go buy panties at Target just to crumple them up into a bunch because you didn't use the word from. I've read Bachelor Pad Economics and Reconstance Man. As I was listening to Bachelor Pad Economics on my Audible in my car, I was driving back home after passing my motorcycle license when you said, if you get anything out of this book, get a motorcycle. Best parts of Reconnaissance Man were freecampsites.com and couch surfers. Now for the unsung hero of the Aaron Cleary literary canon, Behind the Housing Crash, I made the decision to buy a Kindle version just to read that I... Guys, you got fucking Christ! I Look, you don't have to write for me, guys, but if you're going to write fan mail... Spell and punctuate, and punctuate correctly. You did an honest work there with From, but do it for the listening audience. I sound like a fucking idiot here because you guys write like fucking idiots. Now for the unsung hero of the Aaron Clary literary canon behind the housing crash. I made the decision to buy a Kindle just to read that. That's what he wrote, guys. That's what he wrote. I like looking at words on the page and listening to the audiobook. However, behind the housing crash didn't have an audio. So I made sure to buy a Kindle that had text-to-speech to continue the way I take in books. I've read many, many books. Not one has made me laugh so fucking hard before. I don't know a book has ever made me laugh before. Okay, I read this on Kindle so I could highlight text and it was being read to me via text-to-speech. I had one color I was highlighting interesting things with. Then there were funny things I was chuckling at. And I made a new color for those parts specifically. These were an estimated population growth of 8% in St. Peter, needed to turn 23% overnight. Well, it has a clubhouse, 21-month supply is normal, and, well, he's a good guy. Those are all quotes from my old book, first book, which is a decade old now, Behind the Housing Crash. So he enjoyed, what he's saying is he enjoyed some of the funny anecdotes I told in the, um, in the book. I had to make a new color for this next part. It was on a whole other level. The guy with the 393 credit score. Yeah, I remember. I'll never forget him. You built that up so well, explaining how awful that was. Showing your dickhead boss the bell curve. Out of 230 million, only 54 had a worse score. 0.000002% of scores. When your boss said, well, he's down on his luck, I completely lost it. I don't think I've laughed that hard while watching stand-up comedy. When your boss said, well... I was laughing for two minutes straight. I couldn't control myself. Once I finally regained composure, I had to take a f take five and walk around to fully recover. 
No other part even rivaled that. Well, I'm glad you found it so funny. I've never had people say it was that funny. People certainly liked it, uh, but I didn't know it was humor. Buying the House of Crash was so fucking good, I finished it in three days. Why you don't advertise that book more, I don't know. However, that's not my department. Don't enjoy Las Vegas too much, you ass, so I hope you enjoyed this. Thank you very much. I did. I very much enjoyed it. Um, Yeah, I I don't advertise it because it's not... it's, It's... it's over. We all know what happened. That book I was writing a full year before the damn crash happened. And it got published the day that Lehman Brothers filed for bankruptcy. And, um, yeah, that's, it was, it was real nice. It was vindicating. Like, and I, I, I was a damn fine economist. I was not insane. I was not crazy. I wasn't losing it. Um, this comes from another person. I forgot who. Didn't say the name. Walking through a department store, I approached the jewelry counter and see the following sign. I was so struck with their honesty, I thought I'd snap a photo for your ent- entertainment. Cheers. There's a picture. It's at the department store. It's, it's a pink sign. It's got balloons attached to it. And it says, love eternally, pay monthly, no credit needed. And this is for a wedding ring or engagement ring. Um, yeah, that's... I don't have anything to say about it because... We've said it all before. This is the status. This is... I mean, how much more of enjoy the decline do we need? <laughs> I'm, I'm so sick of women acting like they're equals when we got to fork over this hunk of change for a worthless hunk of metal. I just... Oh, my God. I... Uh, the... The... Amount of traditions in not just Western civilization, but all civilizations, but in particular Western civilizations, because feminism wanted you girls asked for it. Don't expect these holdovers. This is an engagement ring, an alimony, and all this stuff is like your gallbladder. It's a holdover. It serves no function. And the only reason you girls hold on, you want this, you want, we want a big wedding. I want you, I want you. Oh, shut the fuck up. That ship has sailed so long ago. And what's, what's worse, what pisses me off is you men, you, you placate them. You still let them have their cake and you eat it too. This, oh, it's my day. Oh, fuck you. There should never be a my day again. Everyone should be getting married at the courthouse if married at all. If you're not going to have kids, fuck marriage. But you dopey guys, you thirsty betas, oh my fucking God. It has to be three months of my salary. Oh, I'm going to propose to her. Oh my God, here you go. <laughs> it's a piece of rare metal that doesn't do anything with a rock that does even less. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you boys get, and you get financed on this shit. You get financed to pay a fucking ring that doesn't do anything. At least with a phone. At least with a smartphone. Uh, as much of a loser as you are, if you finance the purchase of a cell phone, I mean, right there, you're filth, you're scum. Not moral filth and scum, just incompetent filth and scum. You're, 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 you're El Fucktardo, the, the, the world's worst superhero. Super fuck up. At least super villains have some intent. There, there's we have to create a whole new category of stupid villains. 
Hey, he's El Fuctardo. He, El Retardo. He, uh, he can't even work up a job of the money that he has to finance the purchase of a cell phone. Even that I will forgive because a cell phone has use. But you boys, with fucking divorce being what it is, and these girls just putting a gun to your head saying, you better treat us as equals. No, but fine. Pull the rug out. Knock it off with this shit. What the fuck are you doing? Entertaining these, these quaint, antiquated notions of rings and big weddings. Hey, here's this, like, uh, gumball machine ring I got for 50 cents at the grocery store. And uh, we're getting married at the courthouse. And there you go. That's it. I hope you like it. That would be true love. What what do guys do? Guys even get in, and then the girls go and they buy some tin ring. I've seen every guy's ring. Like, oh, it's a tin ring. Oh, look at this. It's just this basic band. <laughs> I'm curious to see if the millennials are pissing away that much money on fancy rings. I really wonder about that. <coughs> oh, wait, that's right. None of you guys are getting married because the women aren't all too busy getting their careers and their master's degree, and they all have student loan debt, and you're completely unmarriageable. All right. Final thing, this is the ad. Ad that I should have read the last time. Because uh, he had a very specific script right here. Uh, there's a new book called Barack Obama is Afraid of Cheryl Atkinson, The Definitive Guide to the Shenanigans of America's 44th President. Here are the chapter names to give you an idea of what's in the book. Chapter 1, Trying to Silence the Media. Chapter 2, Less Transparent Than Nixon. Chapter 3, Cheryl Atkinson. Chapter 4, James Rosen. Chapter 5, IRS Scandal. Chapter 6, Fast and Furious. What about Cash or Clunker? Is that going to be in here? Uh, chapter 7, Bill Ayers. Chapter 8, Medical Marijuana. Chapter 9, Firefighters. Chapter 10, Air Traffic Controllers. Chapter 11, Democrats Criticize Obamacare. Chapter 12, Unions Criticize Obamacare. Chapter 13, No, You Can't Keep Your Insurance. That's a good one. Chapter 14, Obamacare's 29-hour work week. Chapter 15, Benghazi. Chapter 16, Dinesh D'Souza. Chapter 17, If Obama Had a Son... Oh, God, I wish he had a son. That would have been hilarious. Uh, chapter 18, Wasting the Taxpayer's Money. Chapter 19, The Military. Chapter 20, Teachers and Police Officers. Chapter 21, Solyndra. Chapter 22, Voter ID. Chapter 23, Education. Chapter 24, Sharia Law and Islamic Terrorism. Chapter 25, Civil Liberties. Chapter 26, Hillary Clinton. How long is this book? Chapter 27, Iran. Chapter 28, Obama Motors. Chapter 29, Supermarkets. Chapter 30, Miscellaneous. What about Obama phones? Remember when they just gave away phones to the degenerates of society because, you know, you can't, you can't set down the booze or the beer or the cigarettes? Or, or you just, you know, maybe couldn't have your fifth kid from the sixth father this time and you could maybe afford a phone? You could buy the paperback version at uh, Amazon.com slash DP slash 173080769. I'm sure you could just search it. You can buy the Amazon Kindle version as well. All right, well, thank you very much. That is, let me read the title again. I'm going to scroll back up. Barack Obama is afraid of Cheryl Atkinson. Me and DT talked about um, her, and he had a crush on her, and I was not impressed with her at all. But, you know, that's DT. He's 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 nerdy. He, he he's His taste... Oh, see, now i got to be careful. 
Because if Mrs. DT is looking, I was going to say his taste in women is that of his taste in horror movies and mystery science theater. And then I uh, see, but Mrs. DT is nice. She's cute too, so I can't. Okay, Mrs. DT, if you are listening, um, your husband's taste in women is ass except for you. He got lucky with you. The rest of his taste in women and his movies is ass. So uh, there, I covered my ass. And Mrs. DT still likes me. All right. That's it for the Clary Podcast. Sorry for the Frankensteinish nature and the crappy, low-quality nature of this. Um, next week, I think we have... I will be... Oh, that's right. I will be here in Vegas for the uh, for the Older Brother Podcast. And Thanksgiving, I fly out back home. And then Friday will be a regular Clary Podcast. Hopefully with some higher-quality audio. I think I've... I've mastered it. Oh, there's a nice Mustang. And he doesn't know how to park. He's going to back up. Nice. I'd get that car, except I know the cars go down in value. All right, we'll see you guys later. Toodles.